हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट टू डिबेट ऑन मॉडल्स ऑफ डेवलपमेंट एंड आवर टॉपिक इज द सिस्टम ऑफ कंट्रोल द सिस्टम ऑफ कंट्रोल एंड रेशन ऑन फूड सप्लाई हैड बीन नेसेसरी ड्यूरिंग वर्ल्ड वार टू for the imperial government for the purpose of food supply to the war fronts at the end of the war it was continued in view of continued uncertainty of the market partition only aggravated the scarcity in the food front as early as 14 january 1944 the eastern economist had suggested a progressive strengthening of the present system of control in scope and character so that not only may it strengthen the smooth transition to peace economy but may also become the instrument of long term economic planning in our country in 1946 however the issue became contentious early that year the commodity prices board consisting of noted economist adi gorwala and dr gadgil was appointed it submitted a report in the same year recommending not abolition but the improvement of the system of control On the other hand the food grains policy committee appointed in September 1947 with mostly industrial managers as member adopted by a majority and submitted in December the same year an interim report recommending reduction of the government's commitment under the existing system of food control as has been noted in the earlier unit gandhi lent his moral support to the decontrol demand and control was lifted for a period when the prices rose high control was again imposed now let us move to the next point the issue of nationalization Indian businessmen were alarmed at the talk of the nationalization emanating from the socialist and the left radicals. On 14th June 1946 the Eastern Economist declared we reject the unreservedly the Soviet ideal of complete and intermediate socialization of the whole range of the economy. at the 20th annual session of the federation of indian chamber of commerce and industry jawaharlal nehru had to assure the businessmen it is wrong to imagine he said that this government is out to injure industry it will be folly on our part we want to provide facilities for industry and facilities for 
production technical scientific and power resources and all that on 4th april 1947 in an address to the all india manufacturers organization he repeated the assurance now the next point is the issue of planning though there was a general welcome to the idea of planning among all sections of the indian population the ideas about the character of plan varied among them indian businessmen formally rejected the soviet type planning and welcomed a vague system of state guidance they would even welcome a state role in the expansion of basic and heavy industries for which the private sector did not have much resource but the state's role according to them would be minimal the socialist and the left radicals envisaged a much greater role of the state in the national economic activities it is believed that sardar vallabhai patel was sympathetic to the first view and jawaharlal nehru to the second view however patel is believed to have strongly resisted the establishment of the planning commission by the government which he thought would reflect the soviet union economic ideology and would encroach upon the domain of the government it was only after the death of the patel that a planning commission of india could be set up under the cabinet and with the prime minister as the chairman now let us move to the next point industrial relations it was at the trade union front that the sharpest conflict arose when the all india trade union congress AITUC was set up in 1920 at the instance of the International Labour Organization congressmen by and large distanced themselves from it they joined it only after the gaya session of the all india congress committee in 1922 The Ahmedabad Textile Workers Union directly patronized by Gandhi never joined it as a result the AITUC was under strong influence of the communist and the socialist when in and after 1942 in the wake of the quit india movement congressmen including the congress socialist went to jail in large number the field was almost entirely left to the communist the differences were aggravated by two main factors in 1942 the communist party had opposed the quit india movement on which ground the communist member of the all india congress committee were expelled secondly after the end of the second world war communist militancy in the labor front increased greatly in view of the smooth transfer of power 
that was accompanied by a smooth transfer of several British industries to Indian hands, this labor militancy was disliked by the Congress leadership that had the support of the Indian big businessman. Congress leader prescribed compulsory arbitration of industrial disputes and disfavored the workers right to strike. In early 1947, Hindustan Mazdoor Sevak Sangh was set up with the Ahmedabad Textile Workers Union as the nucleus. In view of the Sangh's failure to gather strength, in May 1947, the top leaders of the Congress met in New Delhi at a high-level conference under the leadership of Patel and decided to have a separate labor organization. As a result, the Indian National Trade Union Congress INTUC was set up. Within about another year, two other central labor organizations cropped up. The Hind Mazdoor Sabha, splitting from INTUC and the United Trade Union Congress, splitting from the AITC. At the time of transfer of power, when Indian capitalism was coming to its own, therefore the issue of class contradiction acquired sharpness and it naturally affected industrial relations. For the capitalist industrial peace was necessary for industrial development and militant trade unionism was inimical to industrial peace. Since development independence, the communist and the socialist wanted that the class relations within the economy to be immediately settled. Now let us wind up this session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcasts.